Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In Plato's Republic Book 2, He's dealing with problems that these two brothers, Glaucon and Adamantus, are, are raising that follow up on Thrasymachus's sort of might makes right, you know, very radical attack on, on traditional notions of right and wrong or of justice. And one of the arguments that Glaucon makes very early on hinges on this, this important distinction between different kinds of goods. And we want to figure out with these different kinds of goods what kind of good is justice? So let's actually look at the distinction that he makes. Now, these terms intrinsic and instrumental are not terms that Glaucon himself is using or Plato is using in this. They are ways of understanding it that I think help you out as you're making sense out of it. And Glaucon asks Socrates, do you agree that there's this kind of good, this kind of good, this kind of good? So one kind of good he talks about as being... A the type of good under which fall these, these different examples. Of them, we would say that they're laborious and painful yet beneficial. And yet, and for their own sake, we would not accept them. We're not desiring them for their own reason because we love them or anything like that. We like them. We want them. We aim after them because they provide rewards and other benefits. So that's what it means for something to be a, a purely instrumental good. You don't desire it for its own sake. You want it for something else. And he gives you some examples you know, that are productive of other goods. Exercise. Now, some people come to like exercise, but for most of us, exercise is kind of a pain. You have to make time for it. It's, you know, laborious. You sweat a lot. You know, you can run through the whole list, right? Medicine. Now, back in his time, they didn't have, you know, cherry medicine and bubblegum tasting medicine and all that sort of stuff. We, we've managed to make medicines a lot more palatable, but there's still a lot of types of remedies which, you know, they're no fun. There are people who abuse, you know, say painkillers and things like that, but there's, I don't think there's a lot of people who say abuse antibiotics for their own sake who say, man, I can't get enough doxycycline because that stuff makes you nauseous and, and feel bad. But why do you take it? Well, because it's bringing about some other good for you. It's making you feel better. Uh, in the case of an antibiotic, it's killing some other agent which is messing up your body. Money-making. It's fun to make money, but money by itself is a merely instrumental good, and the kinds of activities that are done to make money, if they're being done primarily to make money, are really not an awful lot of fun. You know, why do people go to work? Sometimes they actually like their job. In that case, it's something else that's going on. But a lot of people go to work because they got to make money because money provides all the other things that they do want to have. So these are purely instrumental goods. And we, we can come up with all sorts of other examples of purely instrumental goods if we want to. Um, over at the other extreme are the kinds of goods that Glaucon says kind of good which we would choose to possess, not from desire for its after effects, but welcoming it for its own sake. And what are the examples that he gives of that? Joy and such pleasures as are harmless and nothing results from them afterwards. And, and again, we could probably think of a lot of other things that we desire for their own sake, not because we're actually going to get something else out of it. Nothing else is going to be produced by it. I, I don't think that we have to 
if we're making this distinction, I don't think we have to like insist too much that they can't be productive of any other goods. You know, think for example of enjoying an activity together with somebody else. Now that could be productive of other goods, right? Because that person might turn out to be a good business contact, and then it produced another good. Or maybe you become friends with them, and the friendship blossoms. Or you end up in in a romantic relationship with them. You realize that you actually are attracted to each other. Not being done if it's an intrinsic good. It's not being done or enjoyed just for the sake of other goods. Other goods could result from it, but they don't usually result from it or necessarily result from it. If that would be the case, that would be in this third category, this middle category, which、um, Glaucon talks about as being goods that we love both for its own sake and for its consequences.、Uh, one of the examples that he gives of this:、uh, understanding or mental faculties.、Um, now, you know, you, you might look at your education. Or the use of your mind is a purely instrumental good. But one of the things that you see in Plato very clearly, and a lot of other philosophers, is a recognition that for those who actually do develop their intellects, it becomes pleasurable, it becomes enjoyable, it becomes satisfying to think about things, to work out puzzles, to you know figure things out. And so, understanding is something that's useful for other things. I mean, if you master a Intellectual or a practical skill, you can do other things, right? You can produce some. But if you master it, you probably also like it too. You probably also get something out of it. You get a kick out of it. You find some fun. You find some challenge. Maybe even you actually, you know, you connect up with other people who like the same sort of thing, and then it, it kind of augments it. Well, that means that it's an instrumental good because it can produce some things for you that are not the same thing as as the understanding, but it's also an intrinsic good, something that's valuable for its own sake. Sight. You might say, well, why is that the case? Well, sight is pretty useful for getting around, right? So you bump, don't bump into things, so it is an instrumental good. But it's also valuable for its own sake because you like to look at things. You don't just want to avoid bumping into the table. You actually like to look at that thing over there, or watch TV, or you know, pick whatever else you like to look at. That means that it, it has an intrinsic good or intrinsic value, rather that makes it a good. Health. Being healthy is something that by itself is a good, and it's also you might say a prerequisite to a lot of other goods. If you're not healthy, it's hard to enjoy a lot of the finer things in life. As a matter of fact, some people might get themselves healthy just so that they, they can enjoy other things. I know, you know, I, I'm a bad one in this respect. My main interest in being healthy is so that I get to live longer and I get to spend more time with the people who I like and get to read more books and get to do more philosophical discussion and those sorts of things. You know, I'm not actually valuing health so much for its own sake. I'm seeing it more as an instrumental good. But if I saw it rightly, I would see that being healthy is a good thing in and of itself. It's an intrinsic good. So we've got this distinction between these three different kinds of good, and it's interesting in Plato, at least with Glaucon. Is it the case that you go from here over to here in a continuum, and you go from you know the lesser good all the way up to the higher good or highest good? Well, not exactly. The way Glaucon is framing it, this is the lesser good. It's purely instrumental. You're not. You wouldn't go after it if you had some other way of getting at what it is that you want. 
If you had another way of getting health, you wouldn't need medicine, right? If you had another way of getting the, the goods that you want, you wouldn't engage in money making. If you didn't have another way of making yourself have a, the kind of body that you want, you probably wouldn't engage in exercise. You can think about that with knowledge, too. If the knowledge could be poured directly into your head, maybe you wouldn't spend a lot of time reading books and, and thinking about philosophers. So that's a lesser type of good. This is also, at least in, in this discussion, it's, it's a higher type of good, but it's not as high of a type of good as this. And I think the, the basic idea behind it is this is a good that's productive of other goods so that you have a larger quantity of good total. This is stuff that's worth pursuing for its own sake, worth having for its own sake. This is worth having for its own sake, but there is also the gravy of some other good coming along with it. So, here's what Glaucon asks uh, Socrates. He says, in which of these classes do you place justice? And Socrates says, in my opinion, it belongs in the fairest class, that which a man who is to be happy must love both for its own sake and for the results. So Socrates is saying justice fits in here. Is that how everybody sees it? Glaucon says, yet the multitude don't think so, but that it belongs to the toilsome class of things that must be practiced for the sake of rewards and repute due to opinion, but that in itself is to be shunned as an affliction. So justice, being a just person, doing the right thing, cultivating this, this kind of reliability within your personality or character or soul where other people can say, yeah, that guy's not going to screw me over. That guy's not going to lie to me. That guy's not going to try to seduce my wife or spouse. That guy's not going to sneak up on me in the middle of the night and, and hit me over the head, take everything I've got. He's saying, Glaucon is saying, most people see justice, that disposition within the person, following the rules, doing the right thing, as something like medicine. It's bitter, you don't want to have it, but you realize that you're better off with it than without it. It's not something that you see as actually enjoyable, desirable, lovable for, it, for its own sake. And this is what Thrasymachus has been, been saying as well. So... Glaucon is, is asking Socrates to provide some way of justifying, not only to the, the, you know, the, the philosopher, but to the average person, or at least to the average educated person, why it is that justice ought to be seen as falling in here rather than as falling in here. And that's a really important distinction to make. There's a big separation between these sorts of things, isn't there? It's a matter of priorities. So the, the question that, that's being explored here is how should we order things? How should we see justice? I'm going to explain a few things that aren't in the text but are sort of implicit there. If something is merely an instrumental good, that means that it's totally replaceable. So long as you could find something else that would give you the same result, the same outcome, the same good thing that you're aiming at, you could get rid of it. If you could actually get that good thing that it produces by itself without having to do the instrumental good, you could brush off that instrumental good. Because remember, instrumental goods are not things that we actually desire for the sake of themselves and for other things. They're things that we don't really like. They're only a good because they give us something else. So if justice is that sort of thing, then, and if justice is, is you know, some understood as like a disposition within the soul, if we could find something else that would act like that, we could get rid of justice. We wouldn't need it. It would be no longer instrumental. We'd have a better instrument. 
On the other hand, if it's over here, then it's something that is actually worthwhile. If that's the case, justice falls over here. Even if it were to fall over here, being an intrinsic good, that would mean that it would be something that we would want to have even if we weren't getting something out of it. Or we would want to have, even if it turns out that it doesn't in some cases act instrumentally and provide us with the other things that we want. You know, I mean, what, what can justice provide us with? Well, other people like us. They don't throw us in prison. They treat us well in return. Those are all things that justice leads to instrumentally. The question is, do we, ought we, you know, would a right-headed person see justice as something that's worthwhile for its own count, even if it doesn't pay off for you? So what Glaucon tells him is, he says, it, what I desire is to hear what each one of them, that is justice and injustice, is, and what potency and effect each has in and of itself dwelling in the soul. What, what does it do to the person who has justice or who has injustice? To dismiss their rewards and consequences. So he's saying to Socrates, look, a lot of people are after justice and they say it's a good thing because it pays off for them to have it or for other people to have it, you know, because then they're not stealing or robbing or cheating them. I want to put that stuff aside and I want to hear you tell me why having justice in your soul, in your personality, in the structure of your character, who you are, would actually be a good thing for you and not just something that you have for the sake of other goods. That's what's going on in this, this, this passage. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.